Hello and welcome to episode number 46 of AV's Ripping Wax Packs podcast coming to you from Searcy, Arkansas. I'm your host, Aaron Vaughn. This is the show where we rip open a random wax pack every week and discuss that year and brand of card along with the players in the pack that we open. Along the way, we'll shout out some of your comments as listeners, discuss some nostalgic stories about cards or players that come to mind, spread the pure joy that is ripping open wax packs, and we'll also usually have a Kurt Fax segment. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, and Google Podcasts. New episodes drop every Thursday. Our Twitter handle is at Ripping Wax Packs. Our email is rippingwaxpacks at gmail.com. Our Facebook page is Ripping Wax Packs. And on YouTube, just type in AAV's Ripping Wax Packs to see the portion of the podcast where we rip open the pack from the podcast. We're always looking to promote veterans' charity, so contact us through any one of the outlets I just mentioned. We'd be happy to discuss a partnership to help veterans and their families in any way that we can. Uh, or if you just want to give to veterans in some way, we can help you do that. Um, want to shout out a few new followers we got this week. Um, we have followers on Twitter that are Twitter, the Twiddle, <laughs> Twitter that are Tassel XYZ. Thank you. Check your logic. Super Seventy Sports, McMarmots, and Travis Hunley. We appreciate um, all your support there, um, and all the others that. Uh, like and comment each week appreciate them as well um this week we'll be talking about 1995 leaf um this was a year that didn't have a ton of great rookie cards hideo nomo is about the only one um we're going to uh talk a little bit about that um won't take too long the description of that set then we'll open the pack on uh youtube and uh finish up the podcast so uh the description of the 1995 leaf set is that it's a 408-card set issued in two series of 204 cards. Um, They call it full-bleed fronts, is what it had um, on the front of it, on the card. And it contained a diamond-shaped player hologram in the upper left. The team name was presented in silver foiled on the left side. The card backs contained two photos. The card number within a stamp or seal-like emblem in the upper right in 1994 Uh, plus a career stat graph toward the bottom left. And like I said, the only rookie card that was key in this set was Hideo Nomo. There are some Hall of Famers in it. Uh, The distribution of 1995 Leaf featured uh, a bunch of different distribution methods. Series 1 and 2 hobby boxes featured either 48 packs per box with 10 cards per pack, 30 packs per box with 12 cards per pack, and I think we have a Leaf Series 1 pack, and it's... um, the 30 pack from the 30 pack box because it has 12 cards and then 24 packs per box with 15 cards per box. Um, series one and two retail boxes featured 36 packs uh, per box with 15 cards per back pack. And the uh, suggested retail price of these 1995 leaf packs were 289 a pack. That is ridiculous. And I mean, it's even more now, but 289 a pack in 1995 and the, and these cards ended up not being worth hardly anything. Um, there are some cool cards though. There's gold leaf rookies, cornerstones, statistical standouts, slideshow cards, gold cards, 300 club cards. Um, in the second, and that was in the first series. They also had some of that in the second series, but they, um, uh, made you want to buy the second series by putting six Frank Thomas cards in there. Um, cause he was their spokesman. He was their main player, kind of like Ken Griffey was upper decks. 
Um, they chose Frank Thomas to be the spokesman for Leaf uh, during this time, starting like maybe 91 or whenever his rookie was. Um, and they had some other uh, in, in, uh, they had some other cards in Series 2 called Heading for the Hall. Um, and I think there were some other, I think there were some promo sets in there, like a, I think a Jack, Jeff Bagwell set. I think that was in uh, that was in heading for the hall. Oh, that was in heading for the hall. It's not um, uh, a specific set of Jeff Bagwell. I just happened to see that picture uh, online right now. So there were die cut cards to resemble a Hall of Fame plaque, and, it was, and they were serial numbered to five thousand. So I guess we're looking for those. Oh no, that's in series two, so we won't find those. We have a series one uh, pack here, but those. Um, were exclusive to series two, like I said, and they were like guys that they thought were heading to the hall of fame. That's why I said Jeff Bagwell. And there were like Frank Thomas, King Griffey, Jr. Bonds, um, Puckett, Ripken, Gwynn, and Mulder. So all those guys I think are either in or going to the hall of fame, except maybe Barry Bonds. Um, and I think he should be in the hall of fame. I know he, I don't know if he really did steroids. He said he knowingly didn't, but that guy could hit is one of the best hitters in history. Um, so however you feel about that, you could comment about it. You may think he should be in or shouldn't because he, you think he cheated or something. Um, I still think he's one of the best players ever. So um, that's just my opinion. And I um, respect your opinion if you don't think he should be. So um, that's a little bit about the uh, distribution of the Leaf set. Uh, now let's do a little bit of the Kurt Facts segment. Kurt Facts. Kurt Facts. Kurt Facts. Again, Kurt Facts is... Part of the episode, the segment where my brother Curtis gives facts from the last podcast, usually, and uh, we just I just kind of read them from my phone that he texts me this, and I love this is my favorite part. Besides, I love opening the packs, but to hear from my brother and some things that that come to his mind and sometimes memories from our past together, it's really fun for me, and I love to tell you this. So. Um, Kurt Facts uh, from episode 45, which was 1992 Upper Deck. Um, he said, I pulled a Bo Jackson, and I remember thinking, um, he said, I, me, talking about me doing the podcast, you pulled a Bo Jackson, and I remember thinking that it was so cool that he played baseball and football in college, but before he started playing baseball in college, he ran track and actually made it to nationals in the 100-meter dash his freshman, freshman and sophomore year. Unbelievable. What an athlete. Um, some say that he would have been an Olympic sprinter had he stuck with it, with it, but he chose to, to chase football and baseball, um, so he could support his family. And, uh, I remember looking at his baseball card, 6'2", 222 pounds, and he could run like a 4240 or something like that. And his, his speed down to first base was unbelievable. He's just a huge guy, 6'2", 222, and could still run that fast and be an Olympic sprinter. If he would have went, probably, if he would have ran track and did that. Um, hip injury uh, in 1991 ended his football career and really also hurt his baseball career. By 1994, he had already had a complete hip replacement. He said, you also pulled Tony Fernandez, and people would probably be surprised to know that he was about a five-time gold glove shortstop who ended his career with almost 2,300 hits. Wow, I didn't know that. He's also a footnote in Derek Jeter's storied career because he was the Yankees starting shortstop and got hurt, which caused Jeter to get called up. <laughs> really? That's crazy. Finally, on him, I remember being so excited when the, when the Tribe picked him up in 1997. He had a really good season helping them make the playoffs, and he even hit a game-winning home run to help the Tribe beat the Orioles in the, a in the ALCS. But in Game 7 of the World Series against the Marlins, he drove in the only two Tribe runs 
uh, and we were winning until he made an error on a sure double play ball, which eventually led to the Tribe losing the World Series that year when Jose Mesa blew a save. So he had some good years and was a great player, but some some people will know him for that at one error, even though he had a great year. Sadly, I didn't know this either, Kurt. Thanks for the facts. Sadly, he died in uh, he died young in in 2017 of kidney disease from the di- 1984 Donners pack that I that I ripped that last week. Um, you pulled Ron Kittle, and you are correct that he hit hit a lot of bombs to start. However, the league was able to adjust to him, and he never seemed to adjust back and started striking out so much that he was benched. And back then, it wasn't like now where they don't care how much you strike out as long as you hit bombs. They've changed that now. You can hit a bunch of bombs and strike out and hit 230 and still get millions and millions of dollars. Kittle um, and his, I don't know if Kurt means his 83 Fleer card. That's probably what he means, but he says 84 card. But I think it's his 83 Fleer. I'm probably wrong. But... um, he said that's the one he kept because he thought um, that he might be the next great home run hitter. He said, you also pulled Hall of Fame uh, player Paul Molitor, and the thing that stands out to me the most is that he's the only player, listen to this, the only player to have at least 3,000 hits, a 3,000 batting average, this is lifetime, 500 stolen bases and 200 home runs lifetime. What a hitter. And then that's amazing. Listen to that again. Paul Molitor, 3,000 hits, 300 batting average, 500 stolen bases, 200 home runs lifetime. You know, nobody else has done that. Um, um, I also mentioned the Duke Snyder puzzle, and it brought the song Talking Baseball to Kurt's mind because it talks about the Duke and that we knew him all from Boston to Dubuque, but especially Willie, Mickey and the Duke. Say hey, say hey, say hey. That bro, that's the end of Kurt facts. Thanks for those, Kurt. Amazing again. I love to listen to those facts. All right, so now is the time that we come to the ripping the wax pack here, the 1995 Series 1 Leaf Wax Pack. So turn over to YouTube and check that out. All right, let's open up the 1995 Leaf 1, uh, Leaf Series 1 baseball pack. And if you're on YouTube, you can see that it's got all different colors. Pretty cool looking pack at the time. These were $2.89 a pack, which just seems unbelievable. Um, don't know if you can hear that sound, but if you can, sorry about that. Sounds like there's something in the background. But uh, I'm going to keep on going through this. So we got all the different colors. You got some red, black, yellow, blue, white. Um, and uh, it says baseball on the side there. And then Major League, every regular card has a holographic foil stamp because they've been doing that since 89. That was their big thing. Um, 12 cards, hobby pack. And it's also part of the Donruss company. So you see it says Donruss right there too. So Leaf was Donruss too. Um, owned by them, I guess. Um, let me go ahead and open this up. So you can find that Hideo Nomo or some of those other special insert cards. All right, right away, got a, these are pretty cool looking cards. Right away, we got a Frank Thomas, the number one card in the set, looks like. Nice. We got the number one card in the set first. Frank Thomas, he was their big spokesman. That's a, that's a cool card there. So, oh yeah, I'm going to say who won here. We got Tim Widener. I believe he might have won another time. So, Tim, you're going to be getting some cards. Um, episode 46 so you can go back and listen to this if you want so we got Frank Thomas got that beautiful picture on the front and then it's got actually two different pictures of him on the back 
and uh, this is a s smaller set of I think we said 408 cards has a little bit of his career it looks like it has one year of his stats and then um, his whole career wow 1994 he hit 353 with 38 homers and 101 RBIs and he had a 326 career batting average at that point so that's Frank Thomas next card Trevor Hoffman, great saves guy. Didn't seem like he ever threw that hard, but he could get some serious saves, I'll tell you that. So yeah, it looks like everyone on the back, every card has two other pictures, so there are three all together. That was probably really cool at the time. Dean Palmer. Marcus Moore. Eddie Williams. Randy Myers. Checking something quickly here. Just making sure I was still recording. Um, Mark, Mark Kiefer. Gary. No, not Gary. <laughs> That's Gary. It's hard to read these. They're in cursive. Pretty cool looking though. Javi Lopez. And if you're not watching, um, it says the the name of the team down the side in, in like a silverish color. It looks pretty cool. Some of them are, you know, it looks like they're all silver. So this one says Royals down the side and really big. And then it's got, actually has four pictures, two on the front, two on the back. A little picture of their face. This this is Kevin Apier. And then an in-action photo and then a couple of action photos on the back. Um, this is Kevin Apier. Oh, the one that Kurt was talking about the other day. Another another pull of Chili Davis. Chili Bowl. Chili Davis. It's a good hitter. And here is a team checklist. That's what a team checklist looks like. It's got the checklist of all the guys on the team that are in this. Oh, wait. This is just a check. Not a team checklist. This is just the cards because there's only 204 cards in each series. So 208. So this has numbers 1 through 67 so that's one of the checklists for all the cards and the final card not Hideo Nomo no type of great insert or anything but still fun to rip open the pack is Rick White alright well thanks for watching that video of me opening those packs of 1995 series 1 leaf and we're gonna go finish up the episode now alright thanks for tuning in um, remember, you can contact us in, in the following ways. Our Twitter handle is at Ripping Wax Packs. Our email is rippingwaxpacks at gmail.com. Our Facebook page is Ripping Wax Packs. And on YouTube, just type in AV's Ripping Wax Packs to see the portion of the podcast where we rip open the pack from the podcast. We're always looking to promote veterans' charities, so get a hold of us and we can help you with that. This has been AV's Ripping Wax Packs podcast. This is Aaron Vaughn thanking you for tuning in. Have fun, be safe, love one another, and keep God first in your life. Have a good one.